Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host, uh, Wei Fang. And uh, so today we'll talk, talk, talk to you about a, a special trip that made by Nancy Pelosi, upcoming trip in August to Taiwan. And uh, that uh, announcement is not an announcement. That's a, the leaked news about that visit already infuriated uh, China or Chinese Communist Party, CCP. So what is, the, what is happening at this time and what is the story behind it? That's the main thing I want to bring it to you. And then before that, we have several pieces of uh, important news that we want to share with you. And we, uh, Kathy and I have been doing this like a, almost like a daily show starting this Monday. So Kathy will be doing Tuesday and Thursday. I'll be doing Monday and Wednesday. And on Friday, we'll be you know, coming together again. Hopefully, this will give you better coverage of the news and more in-time reporting of um, what is develop, de developing in China and uh, in the U.S. Okay, and elsewhere related to our country, um, to the U.S. Okay, first, let's talk about the poll. Okay, the the most recent the the Quinnipiac University survey just was released yesterday. Uh, I mean today. Okay, it was conducted uh, between July 14th through 18th with a margin of error of plus or minus 2.5 percent, uh, you know, percentage points. Standard stuff. All right. So President Biden's approval rating among Americans has dropped to. A, to an unprecedented low of 31%. And especially support among Hispanics, which is um, supposedly supposed to be President Biden's main supporting group. And then the approval rate in that group stands at just 19%. Well, among Democrats, only 40% said they would like um, President Biden to run again, while 54% of Democrats don't want Biden to be the next uh, nominee. And uh, generally, 71% of the Americans said they do not want Biden to seek re-election in 2024, all right? In terms of Congress, the upcoming mid midterm, respondents was torn between parties with a roughly 50 to 50 split, okay? So which, par which party voter will like to, you know, will, will likely to control the, the House of Representatives? Well, you know, we don't know for sure. It's a toss-up. So the poll also found that most Americans' biggest uh, concern right now is the inflation. And uh, as costs continue to rise, and inflation last month reached a 41-year high of 9.1%. Okay? And only 28% of the people approve of Biden's handling of the economy, while 66% disapprove of his job thus far. Does... Biden knows this, of course he knows this. Okay, this is also part of the reason he's, uh, he visited um, uh, Mid East during this very, almost at the same time, or, or during this poll time. And then one main reason he went to the Mid East is to solicit or beg or whatever, or ask Saudi Arabia and, uh, and, and the, the other um, Arab nations to increase their oil production so, so as to depress the um, the oil oil price did that happen? No, it did not happen. Okay, so how to generalize? How you know what's the result of the Biden's visit to Middle East? Well, basically, Washington Post said that the the optics were not ideal, to put it mildly. Okay, so of course the media attention was zooming in on you know the the the, the crown prince of the Saudi Arabia's um, 
uh, alleged killing of the Saudi's dissident and Washington Post contributor. And for that, Biden has, has been talking very, very tough before. And, but this time, you know, they met and they, they did this, uh, you know, show the hand with the, with the fist. And then that generated quite an uproar. And um, so right activists and critics of Saudi um, autocracy then saw a betrayal of value, a reminder of the impunity afforded to the crown prince. But in terms of the economy, okay, or the oil you know, price, oil production that American people care about, as you can see from the, you know, just the survey that I just reported to you, there's not much tangible result. Okay, nothing has happened. So at least not, not today yet. Okay, so that's that. And the next piece of news I want to just report to you, the, primary, the result of the primary of just last night at the um, state of Maryland. Okay, it's, it's a very interesting um, battle there because uh, what is the most attention catching is the uh, Republican primary between Dan, Dan Cox, who is a state delegate, and uh, Kelly Saltz. Okay, and Dan Cox was backed by, endorsed and backed by President uh, Trump, while the Kelly Soltz, um, a former state lawmaker and also served as Maryland Secretary of Labor and the Secretary of Commerce in the Governor Larry Hogan's administration. Okay, so while uh, Trump endorsed uh, Dan Cox and uh, Governor Hogan recommended and endorsed and the Kelly Soltz. Okay, so it's like a proxy war. Okay, then the needless to say, Soltz has um, Hogan's backing and um, it's, it's very powerful to begin with. However, the, the primary result is the Cox one. Okay, so, not, so Trump was, uh, again, of course, very happy. And then not just Trump won, there's other, you know, this news about the Democratic the Governors Association also won. What does that mean? It means that they went out of their way to run ads to support Dan Cox because they see Dan Cox will be a weaker candidate in November time than the Kelly Soltz. So this not only happened in the state of Maryland, it also happened in the state of Illinois. Similar thing also is happening in the uh, Pennsylvania. Okay, the Democratic uh, the Governors Associa Association went out of their way, spent money to support the, how to say, the candidate that they prefer on the other party. And in this all three states, Illinois and Maryland and Pennsylvania, they happen to be the, the weak one as they see, are all endorsed by Donald Trump. But could they be right? I mean, is that a calculation, uh, that kind of a scheme? Uh, will that be effective? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, you know, only, only we can tell, you know, only people can tell in November, after the November election. But what I want to say is this, okay, uh, Democratic Party has been, you know, in, the, in, in this primary, they have been, you know, using all kinds of uh, scheme or trick. They went out of their way to vote for the other party in order to manipulate the candidate from the other party. I don't know how you think about that. I've been in this country for these 30 years. If you tell me that this is no big deal, they, people figure out all kinds of ways to win, at least that's not my knowledge. You know, I've been producing a, um, a very long, um, um, how to say, a serious episode called uh, The History of America, okay, in Chinese. So I study and researched and uh, dig, you know, dug out all the 
early history of、um, in this country, including those politicians. You know, when they were running, you know, for public office, did they go this far? Okay, not only they, you know, run their own primary, they went over to the other camp and try to stir up things there and create a situation so that,、uh, you know, it is to his advantage. It's advantage. It did not happen like that. Okay, the competition can be fierce, can be very drastic, can be very merciless, but doesn't go this far. Okay. So this more become a norm on the democratic side. I haven't quite seen、uh, you know, Republican doing the same thing, but I don't know how how you think. Is 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 that、uh, no no news to you?、Um, you know, one party just go to the, go into the other party, either sending their people there or just spend money to pump up someone that they prefer. And、um, well, I don't know. Just write up how you think. Did did you hear this thing before? I came to this country in 1990. Okay, I've been staying here for 32 years. I, I thought I, I, you know, I saw enough, but I don't see this kind of thing become a norm. But unfortunately, it does. Okay,、um, no, we need to have some at least some decency in our politics, right? Okay,、uh, next,、uh, representative, representative Liz Cheney. Just, just you know, in, in case you, you're curious, she's the representative from you know Wyoming, and then Liz Cheney was a leader of、um, how does it criticizing、uh, Trump. And then she also sit on a panel of the January sixth、um, select committee, and、um, you know, with an with a, along with another Republican representative. So, the primary of、uh, Wyoming is、uh, August fifteenth, sixteenth.、Uh, so, currently, Liz Cheney trailed Republican challenger Harriet、uh, Hageman by twenty two percent in the poll in in the poll released just last Friday. Well, this clearly spells trouble for the anti-Trump Republicans' primary just next month. So the Hickman, endorsed by President Trump, and won 52 percent of the support among likely primary voters in、uh, Wyoming. Well, Liz Cheney only got 30 percent, according to a local poll. And then Liz Cheney actually tried to convince Democrats to vote for her in the Republican primary to gain support, and a move that.、Uh, That Hickman's campaign characterized as a desperate move to hold on to power. So basically, well, the, the commentator, as I read, the, all, all the, the the dependents said、uh, Liz Cheney, she's she's a done deal. She has no chance, no chance to、uh, win the primary, Republican primary, so that she can continue, you know, renew her、um, congressional representative job, and、uh, from Wyoming. Which has only one seat, okay, because of the population not that big. So that's some other state. I don't know how you think. Any comment? And、um, okay, Louis, Louis, you wrote that. Did I see a very fast clip of very young Wei in Kathy's interview yesterday? You got a sharp eye, Louis.、Um, that could be me. <laughs> But it was a real story. Okay, it's a real, real story. It's, it's quite a thing, and、um, yeah. So anyway, let me finish today's news first before I get to get to that. And another thing, okay, another poll is a short piece of news, but I thought is I want to run this by you. I want to get your opinion. Okay, the most recent poll by the Convention of the States Action and uh, the uh, Trafalgar Group, and、uh, found out that the 59%. Of the people that they surveyed, support delisting TikTok from the Apple or the Google Play Store. Okay, 
um, App Store or Play, Play, um, Google Play, because the data from TikTok has been compromised by the people you know, in China, by their parents' company in China. So among all the respondents, and 77% uh, um, of the Republican, they support this initiative, this move, and 57% uh, of the independents support this move, 39% of Democrats supported this move. How about you? Do you support it? And um, okay, just write up your opinion. And then the, the other very short piece of news, but it can be a tip of a, you know, a, a, how to say, an iceberg. As, as I reported to you that in China, there has been this uh, wide spreading, you know, keep spreading this, um, how to say, this movement of stop mortgage payment. Because in the house or the condo or the apartment they are buying, they are just, um, they become hopelessly unfinished. They just stay there. Okay, because of that, they stop paying the mortgage, which actually is quite righteous, right? You don't get your house, and then you need to pay for it. It doesn't make sense. However, as time goes by, and more and more people, now including the developers, the developer, the supply of the, um, of the developer, they also you know, release uh, their statements saying that they will stop paying too because of the developer's misconduct. They said, we will stop paying the bank. And whatever result, the developer shall be responsible for it. The developer, I'm talking about the um, the Evergrande, the Evergrande, that kind of um, big developer. Now they have been default on the overseas, um, how to say, overseas uh, U.S. dollar, how to say, U.S. currency um, bond market, and then they also now they are default on all the all the other things, all, all the other debt. So it's just a mess, okay? So over over China, 300 300 major projects. Um, the, the housing project, they got, they got stalled, unfinished, stopped, and then all those people who already bought it, okay, put down the down payment and start paying the bank. So China is still dealing with this crisis. We'll see that whether it's going to be, you know, just trigger, turn into a systematic crisis. So now that, that's the other things. Now let's talk about the Nancy Pelosi. Okay, Nancy Pelosi in April, she announced that she will be visiting Taiwan. Okay, to sh to show support uh, to the island, and then right before she left, uh, she said she you know she got the the, the COVID, and then has to postpone it. And uh, well, there's an analysis saying that maybe that's because of the she canceled it with that excuse because there's huge pressure from the CCP, and CCP was really really mad. Okay, because they see that uh, U.S. shall not have official um, how to say relationship between the between between the, U.S. and Taiwan, and then this has been become you know just a protocol among you know between these two countries. All right, but now um, Pelosi want to visit Asia again, and one of the stops would be Taiwan. And the financial news somehow got the news and and and, and broke it, and now CCP got infuriated these days. Okay, they just really jump high and issue very very strong strong worded. Uh, you know, statement saying that this is there was sabotage. Um, you know, U.S.-China relationship. This is the worst. Um, how to say, worst um, aggression, aggression. Okay, against China, and so on and so forth. Okay, and but if uh, Pelosi were to visit Taiwan, this would be the second time. The second time that U.S. congressional, how to say, the Speaker of the House visited Taiwan. But this time it would be different. Because last time was done by Newt Gingrich, 
At that time, he, he was the House Speaker, but the President was uh, Bill Clinton. So his visiting Taiwan can be read, can be interpreted as only a congressional, a House job, a House work, not necessarily representing the, the administration. Now with Biden in the White House and even Nancy Pelosi led a delegation, a formal delegation visiting Taiwan, that could be interpreted as the, um, you know, as endorsed by the U.S. government. Okay, because of that, again, Chinese government are very, very mad. And they even have their so-called, uh, how to say, a proxy or their, their unofficial mouthpiece saying that if that happened, uh, PLA, People's uh, Liberation Army, the Air Force will fly over the island while Pelosi was there. Could that happen? Let's just wait for a little bit. I want to backtrack a little bit, okay, uh, by about like 20 months. Just remember before, uh, Biden step in and Trump move out in the January 9th of last year, 2021, which is 11 days before Biden move in. And uh, Secretary, then Secretary you know, of the State Pompeo announced that it would remove longstanding restrictions out on how the U.S. diplomats and others have contact with their Taiwan counterparts, okay? Pompeo specifically said uh, U.S. would end the self-imposed restriction on its interactions with Taiwan officials that were introduced decades ago to appease the mainland China's Chinese government. All right. So that's a very bold move. Okay. Three days later, on the um, yeah, on the January twelfth of twenty twenty-one. And the uh, State Department announced that uh, the then Ambassador Kelly Kraft would be visiting Taiwan, okay? And uh, this is, again, this would be unprecedented if that happened. So it, was, uh, it would be a three-day trip, and uh, Ambassador Kraft would meet with the Taiwan president and his foreign minister and also deliver a formal speech, okay, to the Taiwan Congress. And the Kelly Kraft, before, you know, she took on the trip, and the Kelly Craft already met with the ambassador of Taiwan to New York, okay, the general counsel of, of Taiwan to New York. His name is James Lee. And if you remember that, you know, at that time, the U.S. Health Secretary Alex Azar um, already became the highest level U.S. cabinet official that, that visited Taiwan. So, but did the ambassador Kelly Craft go? No. At last moment, she said, I have to cancel. Not just she canceled, and um, let, let, let me not proceed. Let me just read about what happened behind, okay? The Taiwan media reported that uh, a Chinese government and uh, through their PLA, People's uh, Liberation Army, and uh, notified the Pentagon, saying that they cannot tolerate Ambassador Kraft visiting Taiwan and hurt the sovereignty of the China. Okay, they, they said when the... Ambassador Kraft's uh, plane arrived in Taiwan, the fighter jet of the PLA will be followed that, follow the U.S. plane into the um, territory space of Taiwan and to declare the sovereignty of Taiwan belong to China. And if they face um, blockage, uh, they do not rule out open, opening fire. So that really scared Biden administration off. It was a transition, transition team that scared them off. They put pressure on Pompeo, saying that let's, you know, we have to cancel this. Don't start trouble for us. You know, we're moving in. It's only one week away. So stop doing this. As a result, 
uh, Secretary Pompeo not only canceled the Kelly Crafts uh, trip, he canceled all the remaining U.S. diplomats' trip for the remaining seven days, including his own trip. So I don't know how you, how you, how you see this, okay? I want to offer a bit of my uh, comment. And uh, President uh, Trump and uh, Pompeo, Secretary Pompeo, did a lot of very, very bold and courageous things while they were in office. Like the you know tariff, like the you know the the, the sanction and uh, all those work. And today you think it's simple stuff. At that time, during the Clinton time, uh, George W. Bush time, and uh, Obama time, those are all viewed as rock the boat. No administration at that time, Democrat or Republican, want to rock the boat. They dare not to challenge the CCP. Okay, they just want to appease them, keep appeasing them. And then Trump administration, administration, Trump is the first person who really took a U-turn. The U.S. and the U.S. and uh, and the China relationship, that big ship, they just they they managed to make a U-turn and come back, which is the correct move. That it took a lot of pressure. Okay, it took a lot of courage, and uh, but they did it. And on the January 9th, when Pompeo saying that we're going to end this self-imposed limitation, that's a key shift. Actually, they are opening ground for President Biden and his team. They should have appreciated that. They did not. They said, "You are stirring, you are stirring, stirring up things here. Okay, you're creating trouble for us." No, they are not creating trouble for us, for for, for you. They're opening ground. When they leave the office, you inherit this, this very, very, you know, this advantage, this leverage, which you can play with. But they say, "No, don't, don't do it. Just don't do it." And since then, even though the State Department make a formal decision saying that we're going to rescind this self-imposed restriction of uh, um, officially dealing with Taiwan government, Biden administration and uh, the you know the now State of Secretary did not did not honor that uh, change of policy. Okay, they're still very very careful and uh, you know walk the fine line and they don't want to you know just uh, upset the CCP. And, uh, but the thing is this, okay, because I came from China, folks. I came from China. We deal with the CCP. We understand them crystal clear, crystal clear. Okay, they are just like um, CCP is something in Chinese we call it qi ran pa yin. If you are strong, they respect you. If you are soft, they come on you. Okay, and people show softness because they think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show my kindness. In exchange, I want to receive your kindness. Among normal people, normal friends, in a normal community, that happens. You know, that's the right assumption. But to a, in a monster like CCP, it will serve, bring the exact opposite you know, effect. You have to be strong. That's the only way to earn their respect. If we try to be kind, they will see they can take advantage of us. This is what CCP is. Yeah, it's just um, it's somebody that just you know just doesn't deserve the respect of free people. They don't want to earn that respect. They want to treat you badly until you you you, you become strong. That's what the CCP is. I don't know. After this one and a half years, and Pompeo figured out. I we interviewed the uh, deputy how to say deputy um, secretary of state, right? Uh, like um, still 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 well. And if you remember, we also interview um, uh, Miles Yu, the, the, the first China advisor of Pompeo. They all understood it. They all understand it. They know how to handle this. 
I indeed I asked them that. Do you think the Biden administration understand it? Do you think you know Blinken understand it? They said, uh, not sure. Well, that's where we are. Okay. So now China is issuing a lot of threat to the Pelosi's visit visit of Taiwan, and uh, how to deal with that? Very very simple. Just ignore them. They cannot do a thing. But if you show concern, if you become timid, if you back off, they're going to come all, all, over, all, all over you. That's uh, the situation today. All right, so yeah, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And uh, the thing is, uh, Biden wasn't sure, right? He wasn't sure. He, he's, he's never sure that holding on the principle is the, is, the, is, the, is the seemingly risky way, but it is the safest way. They, they didn't have that recognition. They don't understand that part. So they're going to shake. And China will be, a CCP will take advantage of that. So the visit is not, is far, you know, the, the issue is far from over. We'll see, we'll see. I'll bring you an update as the as situation, how to say, um, waiver. And um, all right, okay, so that, that's how much I want to bring to you today. And, um, and let's see, what do you, oh, Daniel Solomon, thank you for your donation. Thank you very much. Uh, also on behalf of uh, Kathy. And um, uh, Steve Bliss said, uh, oh my God, <laughs> Pelosi did something good. In this sense, in this sense, I, I, I say yes. Because in terms of China, when dealing with the evil of China, both parties uh, are on the same line. Of course, I would say Trump administration back then, they were much, much stronger. Uh, but Pelosi, you know, I, I was from her district. I deal with her office, local office and DC office. I visit them, I talk to them, you know. They, they indeed, they sympathize with the people in China. But they, by the facing pressure, they, they tend to back off. That, that's the difference between Pelosi and, uh, and Pompeo. Okay, that's the difference I see. But they see the same nature of the CCP. They know it's, it's a monster. But they, they're just not strong enough. I don't know how you think, yeah. And, um, okay. And uh, Bukyu said that Gingrich was uh, also much more diplomatic than Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, uh, I mean, Gingrich. I, I interviewed him, I interviewed him, and uh, yeah, I respect him not, uh, a lot. So, and uh, yeah, I saw a lot of removed TikTok, you know. Um, yes, I hope, I hope, oh, I, I'm sorry, there's, uh, oh, <laughs> Daniel, you donated twice. Again, thank you, really thank you, thank you very much. Okay, let's back to the story. Lose your role there. Did I see a very fast clip of a very young way in Kathy's inter interview yesterday? Yeah, that's, that's, that's true, you have a sharp eye, okay? So this is almost like a what? Um, oh boy, uh, 23 years ago. I was in, I worked in Silicon Valley and um, I pick up this uh, meditation exercise called Falun Gong and then in the uh, July, 20th, this very day, this very day, 23 years ago, and the CCP started very, very brutal, you know, overnight crackdown. They arrested like thousands of uh, um, assistants, okay. Falun Gong is a very, it's not a tight organization. It's really very loose, like, a, how to say, um, you can call it organization. I, I, I won't even say it's organization. You know, Falun Gong has no name list, keep no rooster, and people just go to park and do this exercise, just like you do Tai Chi, okay? And the Falun Gong is a standing meditation and a sitting meditation, slow movement, very good to people's health, have a very, very good value behind it called truth, compassion, and tolerance. But 
it grew too fast. It grew too fast and become too big, that become a threat. They are defined as a threat by the CCP. So they cracked down the, you know, on this very day, 23 years ago, arrested so many people. So I don't know, just people just, we, we are at a loss. We don't know what to do. You know, the only place we can think about, let's, let's go to DC, maybe we can find some help there. So Kathy and I, we just bought the ticket, fly, you know, asked for leave from the company and flew over there. And we went to the south, and I think the south lawn of the, of the capital. It was, you know, July 20th, July, late July, it was so hot. You know, we were, you know, standing there doing the meditation and uh, every like 30 or 40 minutes, one of them just faint, not, yeah, just pass out. We have to move them and, you know, put some cold water. So that, that's, you know, that was the basic, the, the, the situation, the, the context. Then we have this, uh, this uh, how to say, this Caucasian, this uh, Western uh, journalist. He looks suspicious to me, actually. <laughs> he was shooting people. I said, well, why do you do this? Are you a spy hired by CCP or something like that? So I wasn't so sure about that. And Kathy was saying that, you know, don't go over there, okay? They're, they're, they're suspicious. I said, well, I got nothing to lose. So actually I approached him. I said, uh, you know, I want to do something. Can you tell me what I can do about uh, with the Congress? So this gentleman, Ethan Gutman, later I know he's a very renowned investigative journalist. <laughs> so he tricked me. He said, you know what, go to, go to, you can see Kennedy, that's on the GOP side. You can see Jesse Holmes on the Democratic side. And they were just there. He, he pointed at this capital, right? Actually, no senators stay, work there. Senator all work on the side on the other building, right? The, 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 I, I forgot his name, like long, long, anyway, those buildings, that's their office. They don't work in the capital per se, but uh, Ethan Gutman said, they work over there, just go there. So okay, I said, oh, I got some clue. So I, I went over there and halfway, Ethan Gutman called me, he said, oh, hold on, do you mind we follow you so that we can report you? I said, why not? So let me wire you up. So you just wire up the, 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 the mic. And then and suddenly he said, can I ask a question? And I said, okay. He said, who are you trying to see? I was talking to myself, what do you mean? You just told me. But the camera is there. I know I cannot evade. So I have to answer the question. So I said, I don't quite remember what's the name. I said, Jessica Holmes. So he just uh, burst into laughter. <laughs> okay, and then, um, so he said something like, you don't know what they're doing, right? So at that time, I said, what do you mean? You just told me to go there. Now you're asking me this question like you don't know this, or all this. So I got a little confused, okay? Also a little embarrassed. But the camera was there. I know that whatever I say, anything I say, is being recorded. And it will be used against me if this guy is an ill-intended person. So I, I have no place to, to run. Okay, I just have to handle the situation. I think, how about I just tell the truth? Okay, the truth, well, does no harm. So I just faced the camera. I said, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand this. I never did this before. Okay, I'm a software engineer. I flew in China. I'm sorry, I flew in California last night. I was trying to, try to help. I, I just tried to help, that's it. So ended up, Ethan Gottman having all on the record. He was really, really impressed. Okay, if you feel that you guys are genuine, you guys are not faking anything, you don't know what they're doing here. Anyway, that was the story, okay. And, uh, you know, years ago we become friends and uh, we laughed over this. And, 
you know, he just he still appreciate that, you know, our being very genuine, uh, very original, and uh, very, very authentic. Authentic, that's the word. And uh, and Ethan Gottman, you know, he he, he put in so much time to, in stopping this, uh, investigate what really happened in this uh, persecution, including organ harvesting. Okay, just a crime you simply could, you cannot believe. If you read his report, you cannot believe. Can human do this to other human? Kill them alive? Take the organ to make money? Can human do do do, do other another human in in mass? Large scale, large scale, tens of thousands of people, in the name of the government. Can you see that such evil government could exist? It's very, very difficult to, to understand, to, to even believe. But Ethan chased it, chased it down and dig out all the, all the facts. Yeah, I have a lot of appreciation for him. But that was the that was the you know the the a little hilarious or interesting encounter at the very beginning. Okay. Yeah. Again, just uh, you know, uh, over the years, Falun Gong practitioners they they persist on. Okay. The the persecution has happened in 23 years, and then many many of us we are committed to um, stop the persecution and the building building the media that will speak for the weak, and also and uh, preserve the true Chinese culture and it's one moral value, and uh, that's what Kathy and I have been committed to. And then we found you through, you know, YouTube uh, during that uh, that election of 2020, and I got to know so many of you when I was in DC, uh, January 6, and uh, very very hard moving. All right, so that's the that's a little story, and uh, thank you very much for being here and being with us. And Kathy will be with you tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a big day, okay? Tomorrow, thousands of people will be in Washington, D.C. I will not be there, okay? Fortunately for me, because it's, very, it's going to be very, very hot. But they will be there in the bright sun. They'll persist. They'll open the banner and stay there for several hours and to send out the voice. So, yeah, God bless them. And, um, yeah. Okay, thank you. If you like our show, please... Um, click the like and uh, recommend this to your friends. And uh, thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. Take care.